Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Well, we want to welcome you back to our continuing study on the pastoral epistles. This is lesson number five and deals with 1 Timothy chapter 5, where we're given general instruction for the local church. We now join in progress part two of our study. What about widows who have nobody to take care of them? No children. Well, then he says in verse five of 1 Timothy chapter five, now she that is a widow indeed and desolate, that means she's without help, trusteth in God, and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. She that is a widow indeed is defined. She's the one who's desolate. That means she's without help. In Genesis chapter 47 and verse 19, we find the word desolate the first time it's mentioned, which will define it in Scripture. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. That means forsaken, without help, without anybody to take care of it. So here's a widow who's without help, without anybody to take care of her. She's got nobody to look to, so she looks to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 34 says, Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbath as long as it lieth desolate. God gives the land rest that way. But the point is, is that of that word desolate, meaning that there's nobody to take care of it. There's nobody to look out, look out for her. So she trusts in the Lord, like Ruth. Ruth, in Ruth chapter 2 and verse 12 the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee, Naomi says, of the Lord, God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. She said, I'm with you. Where you go, I'm going. Where you die, I'm dying. Your God is my God. Your life is my life. She set out to take care of Naomi as a widow. And here was a lady who was a widow, taking care of a widow. Well, if she could do it, we certainly should do it. As Isaiah speaks in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Her hope as a widow that is desolate without anybody to care for her, her hope is in the Lord. And she remains faithful to God. Like Anna in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 36 and 37, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. She faithfully served God, even though she was a widow. So the widows, 
who are desolate are to put their trust in God and trust God and believe God. Says she continued in supplications. The widow who continues serving God and in prayer, she's humble and earnest in her prayers, diligently seeking the Lord's supply. And you'd have to do that if you, if you had no one to take care of you. In Luke 18 and verse 1, he spake a parable, Jesus, unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Don't give up. If you're a widow and you're in this condition, don't give up. That's what we're to tell widows in the church. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's praying for the saints. Then in verse 6 it says, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. What's he talking about, she that liveth in pleasure? Well, he's talking about the widow who doesn't live for God. She lives for pleasure, just selfish living, wanton living, lustful living. She runs about seeking her own way. She doesn't seek God. She doesn't look for what God wants. She's like the rich man, clothed in purple and fine linen, fare sumptuously every day, but she's dead while she's alive. Dead in the sense that she gains nothing from her living. She may go on breathing, but as far as Christian testimony, it's gone. As far as showing that God takes care of us, it's gone. All this done, she does to please her flesh. The Bible calls that wood, hay, and stubble. Be burnt up in the fire at the judgment seat of Christ. The Father says to the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, verse 24 and verse 32, listen to what he says. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Then he says to his other son, when his other son's grumping about it, he says, it was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. He said to him, all things that I have are yours. You see, when we live for the flesh, like the prodigal son, we're dead while we're living. And this is true of a widow who lives for her own flesh, for her own selfish desires, for her own selfish ways, living for self. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says, The love of Christ constraineth us. What constrains us? What holds us in from living for self? The love of Christ. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, then we're all dead. We're dead in him. And that he died for all, that they which live, we live in him, should not henceforth live unto themselves. We're no longer to live for ourselves. But unto him which died for them and rose again. We're to live for the Savior. We're to live for Jesus. Like the church in Sardis, God said, it was dead to usefulness for God. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, 
and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name. But now watch this, that thou livest. Oh, you've got a name that you're alive, but you're dead for the widow who lives for herself and her own selfish lust. The Bible says you're alive, but you're dead. What we do, we do for the Lord. The love of Christ constrains us from doing for ourselves to doing for God. 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 7 tells us, These things give in charge that they may be blameless. What does it tell us? It tells us these things are what we're to preach. Please keep in mind that these are instructions for young pastors or young men that are training for the ministry. But even for older pastors, we need to be reminded these are the things we're supposed to be preaching. The instructions and the things that God gives us, the commands that God gives us in his word, and especially in this chapter, is how to behave yourself, how to behave towards a widow, how to behave towards older men, how to behave towards elderly ladies, how to behave towards young ladies, how to behave towards young men, how to behave as a widow, how to behave yourself towards your, your mother or your, or your aunt or your, or your grandmother, how to take care of them, how to look out for them. These are the things that God wants us to know. He doesn't leave it up to us to decide. He gives it to us in plain instructions in the Word of God. And we're to give it to our church members. The instructions and commands are to be given, given charge, he said. That means give us a command. Give us a responsibility. Give it with authority. Thus saith the Lord. They're not just good ideas. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11 says... These things command and teach. They're not just good ideas. They're the commands from God. We're to follow the example as given by Paul to Timothy. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11, he says, As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. We're to give to, our, to the members of our church as a father gives to his children. Why? That they may be blameless. That's why. The churches, the widows, the families of those widows. That's why we should give these things in charge, that we be not guilty of misbehavior in the churches, but living holy lives, innocent lives. Philippians 2 and verse 15 says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. That we shine, our Christian testimony shines, giving testimony to the Savior, giving the light of God's righteousness to this world as he exemplifies himself, as he lives through us. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.